Hi, this is Lowell Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie, co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we drew the map. Today we have questions from... Question from the first question today is from Chandra Beal. And she says, Dear Curious Creatures... So that, that's, that's us, us, I think. That's us. That's this. And that's this is a long long question. Actually, it's it's more of a sort of story with a question at the end, I guess. So, Dear Curious Creatures, thank you for creating your fun and entertaining podcast. I enjoy listening to the two of you compare notes and tell stories as you reflect on your careers. And, Lowell, loved your book. Did I hear you mention a second one is in the works? Yes, you did. Um, your music, along with that of so many of your contemporaries, was the soundtrack to my teenage years in the 80s and still is. So, uh, did I tell you, Miss, Mr. Budgie has a book out coming out soonish. Oh, yes. We don't, we're not talking about that yet. No, no, we're not talking about that yet, but we will. Don't want to jinx it, no. Oh, I, gosh, I was yeah, I no. was writing earlier. I was writing. I, it's really nice when you start writing, and all you've got is like, I wonder if I could write about that. Yes, and you just start, and it can. starts writing. It starts doing it for you. Yes, absolutely. That's that is that is the magic right there. Wow. Um. So, in your recent interview with Will Sargent, you all tried to articulate the magical, ephemeral feeling of creating something and putting it out in the world, and how people will know about it and interact with it for years to come. And it's true. When I listen to your music today, I am both the person I was when it was created and the person that I have become, reflecting yeah. on music and life today. Music can be the thread that weaves through time. I am a teacher, now in my 50s, and recently taught math to a class of six grades, 11-year-olds, for several months online. Teaching and learning online are full of challenges, especially engaging with students as individuals. I often open my virtual classroom early so students could chat. I noticed that music is still extremely important to young people, and they shared what they were listening to and how it affected them. A lot of them like lo-fi. I tried to monitor but stay out of the chat so students feel free to be themselves. One day a student typed in the chat, Hey, does anybody like The Cure? My fingers went flying across the keyboard. Wait, you know The Cure, the band from Crawley that was popular in the 80s? Yes, me, I like The Cure. Thus began their musical education. Math class turned into music classes. I drew family trees showing how bands and musicians were related to each other creatively. I hope this is all part of the curriculum. Yes. I name-checked all the bands I'd seen live back in the day and started giving them must-have albums. We made playlists together. I made sure they knew about Joy Division, Echo and the Bunny Man, Devo, Yaz, Human League, Depeche Mode, Blondie, The Go-Go's. I could go on and on. Mm. So it's true. What you created matters and still having an influence on other people today. I almost wish I could be 11 years old again and experience the discovery all over again. Alas, I'll keep my wisdom and savor memories with you instead via your podcast. Thanks for all you've done and continue to do. Keep up the great work. And uh, she says, Chandra, the Sanskrit word for the moon. Uh, regretfully, I never saw the cure live, but I did see the Banshees on a double bill with Love and Rockets in 1986 at the Kaiser Auditorium in Oakland, California. Uh, uh, yes. It was it was a cracking concert from what I can I, remember. I, I, re I remember it well. I remember it cracking. Yes. 
and that's uh, Chandra Bill or or Chandra Chandra. We well, pronounce it Chandra. I'm not sure. I was waiting for the question. There was, there's no question. I just realised I, I read it this morning over my cornflakes and thought that'd be a good one. I mustn't have been half awake. Well, it, it, you know what? Well, you know what's really nice. A, it's nice hearing you reading this, the, the letters that come in and the the emails that come in, the communication we get. Yeah. Um, but it's a what a lovely story. It's a, it it does prompt me to because I I've been I'm here in Berlin. Uh, I've I, in the last six years, I've been teaching. I've been looking after bass players, guitar players, vocalists, and drummers. And of course, in the last two years, we all went online, and it's really weird and hard doing right. live performance online. Yeah, but it brings out very different approaches. It's just one of those things. Right. Um, it's 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 certainly been really. It's really got my. You know, I, I'm not sure I could do the same thing if I was teaching maths. I don't think I could teach maths yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how she integrated maths in with us. I mean, we weren't, we're not really a math rock band. Or no, anything, she sounds ju just like the best math teacher I had, who, yeah. realizing he couldn't teach uh, our class anything, yeah, because yeah. we just couldn't focus. He he got a dog that was running around the school playground and lifted the dog up to the window and said, I think you look intelligent enough to understand what I'm talking about and proceeded to continue the lesson to the dog whilst we just thought <laughs> he's finally lost it. Yay! <laughs> uh, our maths teacher was was um, very greatly feared because he, he was quite brutal, if I remember rightly. I won't name him, um, but... No. Um, but then we had a great English teacher, who Mr. Likewise. Ansel, who loved loved. What was reading, his name? Ansel, and, Mr. Ansel. and uh, he was he was beloved by by me and Robert and Mickey D. We loved him because he was he was just like yeah. Oh, he would take us. To, I mean, I'm sure I can tell you everybody this now because you know it's way past the thing, and he passed away. He used to take mm. us to the pub when we were in the, you know, <laughs> things like. I had to wait until time. I was of age, you know, yeah. before I could go to the pub with one yeah. of the t tutors. Yeah. Um, suffice to say, we didn't get much done in the afternoon. Um, well, no, that's right. That's what happened to me at college. I used to go down to the pub at lunchtime and then sit in the back of the lecture hall and just fall asleep in the earth. What was your pub called? Did, did you have a local? Uh, the pub for the... We probably went to the George. I think it's probably the nearest one to the college. Yeah. I remember mine well. It was just off Hope Street, Liverpool, um, between, uh, let me see, the Anglican Cathedral at one end and the Roman Catholic Cathedral at yeah. the other, the new one which was also very close to the Everyman Theatre, and we had the yeah. Royal Philharmonic Pub, but we used to go drink at lunchtime in Ye Old Crack, with an <laughs> E on the end. Ye Old Cracky. The Old Cracky. Ye old, yeah, Ye Old Crack. And it was like a tooth sticking up out of a, you know, a gum of empty, empty gums. Well, like wow. a, it was just like a crack in the wall, really. Um, it was a very old pub, because uh, oh. there was... Um, a little window above the door as you went in uh, to the side and it said uh, something like the what did you call it the army i think it was called like operations room or the army office or something like that yeah. for the boer war wow a meeting place to take decisions wow. on men's lives you know <laughs> let's have a we just have a, another another whiskey what should we do with this battalion wow i just remember a, 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 
adjunct to uh, my talk of the English teacher taking us apart. He would give us a, a lift down the hill. He wouldn't actually come in and imbibe with us. So, you know, and, ah. uh, I, I just don't want his family to, you know, no, no, get, get upset no. about anything. I'm sure yeah. they wouldn't. I, I, mean, no, I mean, you know, he's passed away a long time ago, 30 years. Um, all right. Okay. Number two. Okay. Because that one really didn't have a question in it, but I no. liked reading it. Um, hey, who needs questions? Yeah, who <laughs> needs questions? We'll we'll just give our, our uh, listeners thoughts, which is, is hey, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is from, Ch- what a great name this guy has. I'm mm. presuming this guy. Chadwick Sells. What a great name. Chadwick. S-A-L-S. S-A-L-L-S. Sells. 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 Okay. So there's two questions. One, the first one's for me, right. and the second one's for you. First one says, "Do you want your question first? You can have your question first. No, you mind. go for, go ahead, please. Okay. Lol, Japanese Whispers is such a weird album, and I'd like to know where your minds were at, <laughs> and the writing process, recording those singles and B sides. It sounds like you and Robert were having fun, even on the sad ones. I especially like to hear about Let's Go to Bed, Love Cats, The Dream, Just One Kiss, and Men. Well, if I'm correct. Number one, Japanese Whispers wasn't really an album album. Not what I would think of as it's a compilation album. Yeah, right? I thought it was because I I I wouldn't call it a cure album album. But I remember all the little sort of cherubs on the thing. Yeah, I mean, it include yes, the little cherubs on the front it includes all the singles that we had done up to that point. At that time, after after the band sort of disintegrated the first time. Uh, after pornography and the tour, then we went out and we were playing, you know, just like we made some pop singles. So we made Let's Go to Bed and we made The Walk and we made Love Cats. And, you know, there's other tracks that go go with that. My main memory of that is like, you know, the <sighs> Let's Go to Bed was different because I wasn't playing drums. Uh, my best memory uh, of that whole time was couple of videos that we did but also um the recording of the walk the, the sessions for the walk because we did that with um steve nye you know the first kind we really had a sort of producer producer for a while you know and uh we had a separate engineer for that as i remember and we had steve who had worked with japan and we liked him he'd made tin drum we liked him because he he was good at making electronic instruments sound very acoustic right right and yeah so, so for the walk, we had everything was uh, sequences, Oberheim sequences set up. You know, when I look at the track list here, my favorite track on there is not any one of those singles. It's a track called The Upstairs Room because I remember recording that and we would be in the studio and there was an upstairs room in the studio. Yeah. That we would go We'd go up, myself and, and Robert would go up to at sort of like various times approaching dawn and play pool up there. And there was windows looking out over the panoply of uh, trees in uh, London. And London's a very beautiful city at that time in the morning because you see over the treetops and it looks green with little you know things popping up now and again, a little mist. And that was that's what the upstairs room says to me because that's where it was done, you know, like the upstairs room. It was like part of part of it is always connected with that with me, and it was a very beautiful feeling because it was at once like 
hey, we're being creative here and doing something creative. But then look out of the window. It's like a little springy summary. I can't remember when we recorded it, but it's like, you know, it just looked beautiful out of the window. And that's what I remember. And also I remember on that with the the, the walk, the, the gatefold, like it was a, a pullout cover, like a poster. And it has the best picture of, of in my humble opinion, of me and uh, young Bob. Uh, of yeah. any picture we ever put on a on a record cover because it just it looks very different, but it's but it was fun, you know. The one I'm, the one I can see, uh, on Wikipedia is the there's like a fly. Yeah, but you got to look at inside there. Ah, uh, you see, uh, I can't see poster. inside it. Oh, right, right, right. It's great because the cure was like a two piece. That point, yes, that's right. Totally. What was that? I forgot what the question was now. Um, yeah, me too. Actually, I think I, I was just quite happy to mumble along and make my own <laughs> question up. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, here it was. You know, where was your mind at? Well, I, my mind was where it was going at that point. So there, there was you know there was a respite. There was some really good parts, but. Um, it was a. It was what I think. Looking at it from the outside, it was a, like a real shock. It was suddenly like, whoa! Like yeah. you just became something different. Yes, you, we changed you just, completely. You, you transformed, and but not like you. You. you I, I don't know. It was just. Although was I a, think if you if you knew us as people, then you might not be quite as surprised by the change. But yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. The the the. the fans the public that was listening to us were completely sideswiped by it all yeah mm-hmm. but the great great the, the video also kind of yeah took you into your world yes and i liked playing i liked doing the video the first one let's go to bed and uh, the costume that i wore in that is now in the hall of um yeah the museum which was the one with the, the, the little paddling pool that That's the walk. the walk, yeah. And yeah. the walk was my favourite video we ever made because not only did I do magic tricks in the walk, yes, yeah, yes. but also I wore I wore a black silk dress. And you yep. look closely, you'll realise that I'm. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. And why not? Why not? Why not? Indeed, there's some great moments in in both of those videos, and yeah. and they're very colourful. Uh, it was everything yes, an antithesis. That was very yeah, that was a very colourful video. It really yeah, was. Very. Um, so, he wants to hear about Let's Go to Bed, The Love Cats, The Dream, Just One Kiss and Lament. Well, I told him about the upstairs room instead, so... And there you hey, go. But there you go. So, now your question. Oh, I have one too. Yes. Budgie. Yes, uh, yes, 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 ah, mm, yes, yes, remember it well, yes. Yes. Tinderbox has my favourite drumming, and your parts were so innovative and vital to the song. Did any of the songs start off with your drum grooves? Land's End and The Sweetest Chill are so inspiring. I was wondering if you could tell us about your writing process and how you came up with such magnificent parts. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you. Definitely. What, what, was, the fir- what was the first song you mentioned there? Uh, it's a Tinderbox has my favourite drumming. Land's End and The Sweetest Chill are so inspiring. Sweetest Chill. Sweetest Chill is quite a strange choice. It's a very direct... Get bum, bum, get bum, bum. It's one of those beats. Land's yeah. End, on the other hand. And right. it's, it's one of those. 
like one of those linear beats that lasts one, two, three, four, two, yeah. two. It's like two bars long. Yes. And I got that good steal, a good steal, a good lift, a good borrow from, I didn't know his name, but the drummer was Steve Gadd. And I didn't, okay. not being an American, I didn't know who Steve Gadd was, but he played oh. on Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Oh, I'll, okay. say it, I'll say it again because I always thought it was called 50 Ways to Kill Your Lover. <laughs> I don't oh. know. That's the way I remembered it. Must be 50 Ways to Kill Your Lover. Mm-hmm. And anyway, the drum beat to that is whatever. There was no YouTube videos to analyze the drum beat. I just heard this drum beat on the radio. I thought, that's really cool. I wonder if I could do something like that. And that's where I think Land's End came from. It was an attempt to get like make a phrase upon the drums. The other interesting thing about uh, Tinderbox is how how long it took. (laughs) And it started started, um, in London and in a writing studio with a a producer at that point was Hugh Jones, who just worked with R.E.M., and for right. the first time ever, we'd spent time pre-production with a producer. And that's how songs right. like uh, Parties Fall come about. There are more key changes in Parties Fall than probably are in any other album I combined, all the songs on any of our albums. I don't think any of them change key. That song changes key three or four times. Wow. Because we had like Hugh at the front of the in like school teacher almost with a blackboard going, What happens if you play in B flat now and then switch back to C there? And we're going like, What what? <laughs> of course, being the drummer, I didn't really care. Right. Well you're not gonna you're not gonna be changing key. I mean you might change the notes you play because Ladies and gentlemen, there are notes on the drums in case you... Sometimes we have yeah. to find out the kind of common denominator usually. Yeah. But yeah. but also that beat is also an interesting beat. If you want to get into beat world, boom, blah, boom. I, I, I found a trick, but to, to get one of those ba-da-bap, ba-da-bap, and it's a quick kind of skip up. I always like things that started with a bass drum and end with a snare drum. Yeah. And so I worked on it just like when I got the chance and... Uh, I don't. I don't know traditional rudiments. I know budgie rudiments. Yeah, and and why not? I say, yeah, yeah. that's kind of like me. I know Lowell's rudiments too. Yeah. Know. So that 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 particular time, I did a lot of writing with the then guitarist as well, John Carruthers. Right. So John came from Clock DVA in Sheffield. Yeah. That was his band, and they didn't. I don't know how many albums Clock DVA had, but when he arrived, John had a lot of like spur guitar riffs that he'd been been playing for a while. So we kind of pumped them all out into a a rehearsal studio and Parties Fall was one of them. It was the whole riff, the whole sequence was in place. All I had to do was find a a drum beat that kind of made it sound like us or, and quite a few, uh, Land's End was another one actually. So, the guitar part came first. Boom. And so that gave me the idea to look for something quite liquid. And and that little track of Paul Simon's 
had right. a drum part that, that I thought I can get that and marry that to John's guitar thing. That was the writing process. Me and John oh. would like be in a little writing room somewhere in the Barbican in London. Yeah. And then we'd knock, we'd knock it on the head around about six, go down the pub, uh, which was located in the local snooker hall. How uh, convenient. How convenient. Yeah. We even had our own cues. Me and John Carruthers oh, were like, we, we were like, we were like, love playing together. Yeah. That was a regular kind of evening, you know, prior to going into the studio, which of course ended up here in Berlin. Oh, wow. All wow. the drum tracks were cut at Hansa Studios when the wall was still in place and there was nothing else around. So th- 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 there's a moment in time there, and I'm back in that city, um, where it all happened. We, we, so we, we, we really worked hard on the pre-arrangement, so much so that when we got to Hansa in Berlin, the studio was in tatters. It really mm. wasn't. The, 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 all the good stuff had already, I don't know, they'd sold it off. There right. was a room and a desk, some tie lines and a few mics. The room was there with the stage. So that's where we put the drums. Uh, it was very, very hot. There was no air conditioning. Um, Severin wasn't enjoying himself. Right. And so I, like Land's End, I played solo. I literally, I oh. think we had a, a guide guitar. And if anybody notices the subtle tempo changes, it's because there was nobody holding me back. Right. <laughs> it was like. Wonderful. Uh, but we knew the arrangements, we knew, and, and so it was possible to go in there. Unlike Juju that we were talking about earlier, it was easy to go in and imagine everybody else playing. Uh, right. But it, it was still a three-piece band, so there wasn't a lot missing. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's kind of, kind of amazing. We recorded that the way we actually demoed it, yeah. because th- there was two people in the demo stage. Mm. So Ch- Chadwick says at the end of his uh, question, he says, thanks for the music and outstanding podcast. We like to hear that bit. Uh, oh, Chadwick from, from Austin, Texas. He, Chadwick's from Austin. I love uh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Have you spent much time in Austin, Texas? I have been there a few times, and it's, it's a very nice place. Yeah, Home, home of the butthole surfers? I, I didn't know that. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Home of the famous Bat Bridge, not confused with Batman, but the bats come up from Mexico to roost oh, on yes. the bridge. Yes, there's a lot of bats. Yes, I do remember that. A lot that. of bats. They come yeah. out at night to go and catch yeah. the mozzies. And yeah. there are beautiful turtles in the river. I didn't know about the turtles. I've seen the bats, so I've learned something new today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, our final one for go today... On. Yes. Is from Jason Till. Yeah. And he says, Hi, I've been a huge fan of both The Cure and The Banshee since the early 80s. Been lucky enough to see both bands live. My question is for both LOL and Budgie. So we, we get a dual question that we can. We do like a dual question to finish this little episode. Yes. And this is a guy from, oh, yeah, he's from, he's from England. So here we go. Or the UK, at least. Oh, the UK, uh, right. Yeah. Does it ever feel surreal, the fact that your brilliant back catalogue of music has touched and influenced so many people for so many years, is still reaching new audiences with the same incredible impact? Uh, I still avidly listen to both The Cure and the Banshees. I thank you all for the podcast. It's a real joy. 
Thanks again, Jason Till. So does it ever feel surreal? Um, I can answer this in a very uh, One simple word. way. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, how surreal could it be? What are we doing yeah. in sitting in two parts of the different cities in the world? Yeah. Nine, none of neither of which we grew up in, or I didn't right. anything inkling of, but both right. very cities that mean a lot in a big change. But we just spoke about Berlin, big album yep. change for me. Los Angeles, big change for you. Yep. It's very sur- filled with surreal moments. This this life we've led separately, and, yes. and very much we've come together. <laughs> I, I think, really, as well, sorry, not to cut you off. No, there, I, but, I cut myself um, off, lol. I, I'm very good at doing that. <laughs> uh, I think I really, you know, the thing that I enjoy the most is, is without those magical, surreal moments, life, life would be a lot more tedious. So most of the time, they're good, surreal moments. Sometimes they can be less good, surreal moments. But most of the time, yeah. The, the good surreal moments are are welcomed. I think that, that Jason, that the thing is that right now it's the most surreal thing is looking, yeah. having enough distance from the recordings you're talking about to look back and go, "Wow, yeah, yeah. that was like they were that. That's a great album." Uh, and Viv Albertine said it about the Slits Cut. We've talked about that recently, and she, yeah. she's far enough away because it's a long time ago to go, that was pretty much a pioneering work by four girls from London. Right, it certainly was. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, that in itself is surreal. Uh, I think we're very blessed to, uh, you know, be around still, because many of us are not. Many involved in those albums and recordings, both The Cure and The Banshees, and no longer with us. Um, and it's their legacy as well, but we're... We're fortunate enough to be here and talk about it and tell you some of the, uh, I don't know, the fun parts, the kind of stranger parts of it and the the bits yes. you wouldn't ordinarily hear about because we'd forgotten yeah. them. But now we can remember yeah. them. And it's really yeah, most, most of the stuff we can re- remember. Yeah. Most See, it, you can yeah. hear my voice rising a few octaves. <laughs> <laughs> very surreal. Right. Very surreal. But thank you for um, pointing that out because it's, yes, yes. Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Curious Creatures is created and presented by Lol Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer Joe Wong. Producer and audio designer Dan Didier. Executive producer Mark Cates. Associate producer Sophie Wilde. Digital marketing Margie Taylor. Art and logo design Justin Thomas K. Music production Jack Knife Lee. Curious Creatures is on the web and you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com And you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Curious Creatures Official, Twitter at Cure Creatures. To find more of the best music podcasts, visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram or at doubleelvis on Twitter. Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC. 2022.